Welcome to episode two of the AIC seasonal video series, Lent, the Season of Penitence. I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In episode one, the focus was on the origin and meaning of Lent and the two 1928 Book of Common Prayer services for Ash Wednesday, Holy Communion, and the Penitential Office. Now, in episode two, the focus is on the collects, epistle, and gospel readings and suggested music for the first four Sundays in Lent. In the prayer book tradition, the seasonal collect for Ash Wednesday, commonly known as the Lenten collect, must be read after the appointed collect for the day in all services until Palm Sunday. The seasonal collect is used in this way to remind worshipers of the theological themes of Lent. It was read in episode 1 and is repeated here. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is the High Altar at St. Paul's Cathedral, London, England, designed by the renowned architect Christopher Wren in the late 17th century. Another Anglican tradition of Lent, not mentioned in episode 1, and presented here before the discussion of the readings and music for the first four Sundays in Lent, is midweek Lenten meals during the first five weeks of Lent. These are typically omitted during Holy Week, the week following Palm Sunday. In modern times, these midday meals have been shifted to early evening when it is thought more parishioners would have time to attend. There is no specified form for these events, which generally include prayers, scripture readings, fellowship, and contemplation. They are often used as a means of introducing non-Anglicans and non-Christians to church traditions. In some larger parishes, a musical performance might be included. The Collect for First Sunday in Lent is one of the original collects written for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer by Archbishop Thomas Cranmer. It is based upon Ephesians 4, verses 22 to 24. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, Give us grace to use such abstinence that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness to thy honor and glory, who livest and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The Illustration is an oil-on-canvas portrait of Archbishop Cranmer, painted from life by the court painter Gerlach Flick 
1545 A.D. from the collection of the National Gallery of Art in London, England. The epistle reading for First Sunday in Lent is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 to 10, which continues the pattern set in the three weeks of Jessima pre-Lent of emphasizing the Christian virtues using the words of the Apostle Paul. Paul was a strong advocate of steadfastness or patience, especially in times of adversity. Here, St. Paul means remembering what is truly important, heavenly values rather than secular values. His reference in verse 2 to the, quote, day of salvation has a precedent in Isaiah 49, verse 8. The closing verse is especially appropriate in today's aggressive war on Christianity. Sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things, from verse 10. The illustration is a miniature illumination of Paul holding a scroll from the Siegberg Lectionary produced at the Benedictine Abbey of St. Michael at Siegberg, Germany in the second quarter of the 12th century from the collection of the British Library, London, England. The Gospel reading for First Sunday in Lent is Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. St. Matthew's account of the three temptations of Christ in which the devil is called by his personal name, Satan. Jesus counters each temptation with an Old Testament quotation. The first, the suggestion that he turn a stone into bread to satisfy his hunger, he counters with Deuteronomy 8.3. The second, that he worships Satan instead of his father, is countered by Deuteronomy 6.13. And the third, Satan's distortion of Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12, the guardian angel verses, countered by Deuteronomy 6.16. The illustration is a detail from a large Russian Orthodox icon of the three temptations painted in 1652 A.D. Celebrations of First Sunday in Lent would not be the same without the congregation singing George Henry Smitten's Forty Days and Forty Nights. The tune Heinlein is also known under its original German name, Aus der Tiefe Ruf Ich. Another Lenten hymn in the St. Chrysostom hymnal is Jesus Grant Me This I Pray which I have arranged to Song 13 by Orlando Gibbons. The author is unknown, but according to the 1861 edition of Hymns Ancient and Modern, the composition dates to before 1714 A.D. The Collect for Second Sunday in Lent was adapted from the Gregorian Sacramentary for the 1549 Book of Common prayer by Archbishop Thomas Cranmer. Its themes are reinforced in the epistle reading from the teachings of St. Paul. Almighty God, 
who sees that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Gregory the Great at the Cathedral of Cologne, Cologne, Germany, made by the Royal Glass Manufactory of Munich in 1846-1847 A.D. The firm was founded by the renowned stained glass artist F.X. Zettler. The epistle reading for Second Sunday in Lent is 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1 to 8. Another of St. Paul's homilies on virtue, urging self-control of passions or lusts, including fornication and concupiscence, or passion of lust, in the NKJV. These lusts are called evil thoughts in the Collect for Second Sunday in Lent. In early Christian bedtime, pre-bedtime prayers, these are often called ill dreams and dark pleasures. The illustration is an 18th century Russian Orthodox icon of St. Paul from the iconostasis at the Church of the Transfiguration at Kiji Monastery, Karelia, Russia. The Gospel reading for Second Sunday in Lent is Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28, an account of Jesus' dialogue with a Canaanite woman, identified as a Syrophoenician woman in Mark 7, verse 26, who had a demon-possessed daughter. Although not a Hebrew, she acknowledges Jesus both by the titles Lord and Son of David in verse 22. The dialogue ranges from Jesus' mission to the subject of lost sheep and the status of little dogs and crumbs under the table. In verse 24, he says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. Her persistence, her understanding of his message, and her faith resulted in the healing of her daughter with the words in verse 28, O woman, great is your faith, let it be as you desire it. For a more detailed discussion, listen to the podcast homily for Second Sunday in Lent from the podcast homilies page. The illustration is a marble statue of St. Matthew holding his gospel by Camillo Rusconi, carved between 1711 and 1715 A.D. for the Basilica of St. John Lateran, Rome, Italy. Lenten music appropriate for Second Sunday in Lent includes Kind Maker of the World, attributed to St. Gregory the Great and set in the St. Chrysostom hymnal to the easily sung tune Deus Tuorum Militum, which is based upon a Latin chant, and O God of Truth, O Lord of Might, 
a noonday office hymn attributed to St. Ambrose of Milan and arranged to the familiar and easily sung tune Breslau. The Collect for Third Sunday in Lent is another adaptation introduced in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer by Archbishop Cranmer based on a prayer in the Gregorian Sacramentary. The, quote, right hand of thy majesty, unquote, refers to the Hebrew understanding incorporated into the Nicene Creed of the right hand of God as the honored position. In the Christian tradition, Jesus Christ is said to act as the right hand of God in human affairs. Now the text of the Collect. We beseech thee, almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a Christ Pantocrator mosaic at the Hagia Sophia, Constantinople, now Istanbul, Turkey, built in the 6th century under the patronage of the Byzantine Emperor Justinian. It was at that time the largest Christian church in the world and also the largest domed building in the world. The missing portions in the mosaic are the result of the removal of tiles or overpainting by Muslims after the fall of Constantinople in 1453 A.D. The epistle reading for third Sunday in Lent is Ephesians 5, verses 1 to 14. In it, St. Paul continues, as in previous readings during Lent, his focus on the need for the faithful to master their passions in both their physical and emotional aspects. He refers specifically to sexual impropriety in verses 3 and 5, to covetousness also in verses 3 and 5, idolatry in verse 5, and the use of intemperate or coarse language in verse 4. He further observes in verse 5 that, quote, no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God, unquote. Other themes in the reading are light as a symbol of Christ versus darkness, meaning the state of the world before his coming. Paul concludes in verse 14 with instruction based upon Isaiah 60, verse 1. Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The illustration is Andre Rubilyov's unfinished icon, painted around 1407 A.D. and now in the Tretyakov Gallery, Moscow, Russia. The Gospel reading for Third Sunday in Lent is Luke 11, verses 14 to 28 a narrative of Jesus driving a demon or evil spirit from a mute man. 
the Jews' criticism of him for using the demonic power of Beelzebub, roughly meaning Lord of the Flies in Hebrew, and the often misinterpreted exchange between Jesus and a woman in the crowd in which he replied, Rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it, in verse 28. For an extended discussion, about 15 minutes long, of these verses, including the Greek words used, listen to the podcast homily for Third Sunday in Lent, which is linked from the podcast homilies page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Luke at St. Peter's Collegiate Church, a 16th century Anglican church at Wolverhampton, England. The window is one of a set of four showing the four gospel authors. For third Sunday in Lent, the St. Chrysostom hymnal suggests the glory of these 40 days, another 6th century Latin church hymn attributed to St. Gregory the Great. The text of the translation is from an early 20th century translation. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, the, the hymn is set to the long meter tune Spires with Talus Canon suggested as an easier alternate tune. Another hymn suitable on any Sunday in Lent is Richard Mant's Son of Man, I Cry to Thee, written in 1828 A.D. and arranged to the tune Dix. Mant's hymn is one of 35 additional hymns to the Son, being hymns 800 to 834 found in the St. Chrysostom Hymnal and not in the venerable 1940 hymnal. The Collect for 4th Sunday in Lent is also an adaptation from the Gregorian Sacramentary made by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. This short Collect clearly points toward the Lenten theme of Jesus' redemptive sacrifice for the salvation of unworthy mankind on Good Friday. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, and by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The illustration is a detail from a stained glass window in Staybrook, Belgium, in the province of Antwerp, showing the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove speaking into Gregory's ear as he writes. The epistle for Fourth Sunday in Lent is Galatians 4, 24-31, St. Paul's allegorical comparison of the Old and New Covenants with the bondage under the law assimilated by Hagar and Mount Sinai and the faithful being, quote, children of promise, unquote, under the Holy Spirit in the New Covenant. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window by an unnamed artist at an unnamed Anglican church somewhere in the East Anglia region of England in the county of Norfolk. The Gospel reading for Fourth Sunday in Lent is John 6, verses 1 to 14 
an account of the miraculous feeding of the 5,000, the fourth of seven signs that Jesus did in Galilee, as reported in the Gospel of John. A shortened version, including only verses 5 to 14, is read in the liturgy for Sunday next before Advent. St. John's account provides more detail concerning the location than is found in the synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Traditionally, it is said to have occurred at Bethsaida on the northeastern side of the Jordan where it flows into the Sea of Galilee. One of the unique features of St. John's account is the rare speaking roles in the New Testament of the Apostle Philip, who is queried in verse 5 and answers with skepticism, noting in verse 7 that the bread they had was, quote, not sufficient, unquote, to feed the multitude, and also of the Apostle Andrew, brother of Simon Peter, who volunteers in verse 9 the information about the two boys with five barley loaves and two fish. Andrew, like Philip, is skeptical, saying in verse 9, but what are they, meaning loaves and fishes, among so many? Eastern church scholars have observed the liturgical form of the account which parallels the administration of Holy Communion. Thanksgiving, used only in John's account, a blessing, the use of assistance, and the distribution of the elements. The illustrations are an 18th century Orthodox gilt and tempera on panel icon at Vladimir, Russia. It is known as St. John in silence, owing to St. John's fingers in the sign of the cross over his mouth and an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper feeding the 5,000 by James Tissot, part of his Life of Christ series at the Brooklyn Museum. For the fourth Sunday in Lent, the St. Chrysostom hymnal suggests two hymns. As an opening hymn, When in the Hour of Utmost Need, by Paul Eber, written in 1560 based on an earlier hymn by another hymn writer, and arranged in the hymnal to the long meter version of Poor Nobis Nascitur. As a sequence or sermon hymn, Savior, when in dust to thee, written by Robert Grant in 1815 A.D., based on the version included in the 1933 Episcopal Hymnal. It is arranged to the Welsh tune of Beresweth. A more easily sung alternate tune is Martin, spelled with a Y, in the United States, written in the United States by the evangelical hymn hymn writer Simeon B. Marsh in 1834 A.D. Other AIC resources making reference to topics discussed in this episode are from the Bible study video series New Testament Gospels, from the Gospel of Luke, three illustrations of the three temptations of Christ are presented in episode 16. From the Gospel of St. John, the feeding of the 5,000 is discussed in episode 39 in the context of the last of the seven signs 
signs from the Greek Samian that are found only in the Gospel of John. MP3 podcasts for the first four Sundays in Lent can be heard and downloaded from the podcast homilies page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. From the AIC Bookstore in Layman's Lexicon, selected key words are miracles, Satan, synoptic gospels, and virtues, the latter revealing the influence of the Epistles of St. Paul, and they are found on pages 234 to 235 for the virtues entry. From our new series on the Gospels, the Gospel of Luke Annotated and Illustrated, the Temptations of Christ in Chapter 4, and the in the Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated, the Feeding of the 5,000 in Chapter 6. Information about all AIC bookstore publications can be found using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, using links at the top and the bottom of each page. Entries, generally posted weekly, usually include an illustration. I invite you to become a follower of the blog by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend in the right-hand column. By entering your email address, you can receive notice of each new posting from our site host, WordPress.com. Please be assured that we do not share email lists with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for Episode 2 in this series. Next time in Episode 3, I will discuss the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Fifth Sunday in Lent, commonly called Passion Sunday, Sixth Sunday in Lent, commonly called Palm Sunday, the readings and services for Monday before Easter, Tuesday before Easter, Wednesday before Easter, Thursday before Easter, commonly called Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter even. Until next time, May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.